0: We are geek-centric, and you can be too.
1: Love ya. Hey, hey, hey. Get home safe, guys.
2: Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Kevin, and in today's episode, we discuss the biggest news to come out of last weekend's Comic-Con at home. And then, we take the gloves off for a round of movie combat that isn't just out of this world, it's out of this galaxy. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me on the show, we have... The jacked up jouster himself, j Law. Yo yo. And to his left, my right, we have the neurological nunchuck, Nate. Whoa!
0: I don't think I've ever been a neurological anything. That's amazing. <laughs> we're running. Thank you. We're
2: running out of these these adjectives and, and words, boys. It's getting tougher and tougher every week. Um, okay. Well, on that note, gentlemen, how are you guys?
0: Good, doing well. Good man, How good, good, are you good?
2: Uh, not too bad. I mean, we're all still pretty much in full lockdown up here, uh, mm-hmm. so lots of time probably to watch and play things between work and and whatnot. So, Nate, why don't we just get yeah. right into it? We'll start with you. What you been up to?
0: So, I honestly can only think of three things, um, but I, I got uh, you know I want to talk about them a little bit more in depth. I, I've been watching. I've been trying to catch up on the Apple TV Plus bandwagon. Um, because it's been a while since I, you know, I, I finished Modern Family, cried all my tears and laughed all my laughs, and, uh, it was great, I thought the ending was really good, but I needed, uh, time to, or I need, I need something else, you need another show, so, um, I hopped into Central Park on Apple TV+, um, Justin, you said you've watched it, right? Yeah, I've watched two episodes of it, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good, it's, so it's by the same team that does, uh, Bob's Burgers, um, so... You know, the, one of the cool things about it, though, is the music is absolutely phenomenal. Um Like, it makes me feel like if COVID wasn't happening, that this could be a New York Broadway musical. Like, that's how good the music is. Mm. Did you find that? Yeah, no, I, I, I actually
1: yet? thought the same thing. I think the music is actually very, very on point. It feels very satirical musical, right? Like, like yes. more like the Simpsons musical versus like a Disney musical.
0: Yeah. Or like, kind of like uh, Kevin, you mentioned like the Book of Mormon on a previous podcast. Yep, yeah. it's kind of like that idea, right? But there's a there's a lot of singing. Every single voice actor on the show is phenomenal voice. Josh Gad, even to the point where like I don't normally like his singing style, but he's he's great. Um, I will say the story is a little less interesting than the musical moments, so it's good to have the music to sort of sort of pad out some of the the dips in the story because. I don't know. I find, for me at least, like I've watched the whole season, um, and the comedy does get better as it progresses. But it, it, you, you need to be there for the music. You can't just be watching it for the for the for the laughs because I honestly don't think it's as funny as something like Bob's Burgers.
2: Interesting, but you, you did mention that it's obviously not like an adult sort of themed musical. But I do notice that it's fourteen A. So, like you said, Justin, it would lean more towards your. Simpsons sort of style cheeky song versus like a Disney very safe musical, right? Yes, exactly. Interesting, interesting.
0: Yeah, they're not going. They're not going full, you know, Family Guy or or crazy like Even raunchiness big, or big, anything with big
2: it. Big Mouth, I think, has had some pretty uh, salacious <laughs> yeah. numbers. Um, yeah,
0: nothing, nothing that far. So yeah, uh, definitely check out Central Park. It's worth a watch for season one. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with season two and the recasting. Um, so I think that'll be. We talked about that on a previous episode with um, oh, what was her name?
2: Kristen uh, was with was it Kristen Bell? Yes, Kristen they've Bell. Already, yeah, cast is going to be they've they've actually cast oh really? The role. Yeah. Do we know who it
1: is? Um, oh, it's the Hamilton star. She's from Hamilton. Emmy Raver Lampman.
2: Lampman. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, so that'll certainly uh, keep up the quality of the the voice work for you there. Yeah, I think I think oh, that's the intent though,
1: right? Like it, it, the idea behind the show is to to cast people that do have more of a musical theater background, right?
0: Yeah, give it a watch. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Apple TV Plus. Another one that uh, speaking of music, Apple TV Plus. Uh, Little Voice. So this is actually on Apple TV Plus. It's from J.J. Abrams and uh, Sarah Barry Ellis uh, with music written by Sarah Barry Ellis. It's hard to say. <laughs> um, this show surprised me. Um, so it's it's a love letter to uh, sort of the musicality of New York City, and it explores the journey of this girl as she, like, finds her voice uh, in her early 20s. And it 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 does a really good job of sort of representing what it's like to be nervous and what it's like to feel judged. Um, and it's, you know, of course, there's, like, a, a love triangle drama. Uh, it centers around this girl named Bess. Uh, and I think she does a really, really good job. She's a fantastic singer, um, which... Is the only thing that is part of the show, like besides all like the cheesy sort of campy, almost um, Hallmark or Lifetime movie uh, dialogue at times. The one the biggest thing that sort of takes me out of the show sometimes is how good she is at singing, because it's kind of hard to believe that, like, you know, she could get nervous, but she's i don't know she does a really good job and the songs are really really fantastic i don't know if you're into sarah barry ellis music but um but it's it's really good have you guys seen anything from this it's uh i think jj J. abrams actually produced it
2: have you guys watched any of this? i have not even heard of this one so yeah yeah
1: i remember hearing about it when they announced apple tv um yes and obviously, she came
0: on stage with him yes
1: and obviously jj yeah. J. J. abrams being attached to it um I definitely, I guess it's worth checking out for sure. But I, I, it's not necessarily the type of J.J. J.
0: Abrams stuff that I enjoy. Uh, <laughs> right. But
2: Yeah, it's, that seems very uh, out of his typical wheelhouse.
0: You can tell it's his style and it's it's very much a Bad Robot uh, production. Like it has that value, that, that sort of Apple TV Bad Robot production value. And then from a writing perspective, it does leave you with every episode on a cliffhanger. Like it does that J.J. J. Abrams thing where you're just like, you know, like, whoa, like, okay. Um, I have to watch the next episode. So I actually blasted through it. It's only about 30 minutes per episode. So there's they're short uh, sort of little bursts of, of this story. But, dude, like, I know it's not hard to make me cry, but oh, <laughs> there's some really touching moments in this thing.
2: I actually, like... I'm, I think you just need to focus on like you know what this didn't make me cry. I think that's that's <laughs> the far Wait, more a positive, That's the far that's more a impressive thing now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, now I did shed tears of uh, joy playing Ghost of Tsushima, and that's really what's dominated the majority of my time. Yeah, how is it? Um, oh my gosh, Kevin, it's just. It's so gorgeous. Um, it's a little jarring going from Last of Us two to this game because this game is very much—it's very video gamey, if that makes sense. Where Last of Us is very cinematic, this game is like, you know, with with the jankiness that comes with like an open world, open combat style game. You know, there's definitely you can really see the flaws. Um, where a character's like you know he'll fall over and then he'll like glitch and fall through the wall or you'll see like you know part of uh, the main character's sword go through the back of his cape things like that that sort of take you out of it um, from the epicness but when it when it has those moments where you're you're just riding through a field of flowers and the music is swelling and you jump off your horse and you do this like insane attack onto a guy and then you it it, it has some really really fantastic combat moments that just it make it so so good. It's so good.
2: Um I How far along would you say you are into it?
0: So yeah, so that's kind of a good question. I'm about I think I'm fifty percent of the way through, which is about eighteen hours. Um keeping in mind that I'm doing a ton of collectibles. I'm doing a ton of the side missions because that's the other thing I wanted to kind of mention about this game. It's very much like Spider-Man in the sense that it doesn't overwhelm you with side missions and collectibles on the map. It does this really good thing from a pacing perspective, where it it, it as you progress through the main storyline, it opens up more opportunities and different types of side missions as you go along. So, it, from a pacing perspective, I do want to get all the missions done. I do want to collect all the things and do all the side mission things because they're so accessible and they're so easy to to sort of clear out that little area and then move on. So, the way that it's structured, I just I love it so much more than what it's being compared to, which is Assassin's and this creed like odyssey or uh, or origins and it's i honestly think it's just so much better than that from a pacing perspective and then from a story perspective it's getting better as it goes along it's a little bit tough to go from something like the last of us again i'm, I'm gonna keep bringing it up but like the last of us to this ancient japan story because they do try to stay very authentic to the world of, of Tsushima, Japan and the the Mongol invasion. And so because they're staying so historic, it is it is a little bit difficult, obviously, just because we're in 2020. It's tough to sort of relate to some of the situations that are going on and with war and stuff. But there are a lot of moments and very subtle moments where characters will just, they'll they'll tell you about their story or something will be revealed and they won't even say it outright, but you'll just know, oh my gosh, like That's heavy. That character was, you know, uh, enslaved. They were molested. They were abused. Uh, And they don't straight up say it, but they do it, you know, very much in a very Japanese way of speaking uh, culturally, where they they sort of subtly just tell you without telling you. And it's honestly, I can't stop thinking about this game. And that means it's a good game. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Do you guys find that where, like, you'll be playing a game and, like, all you want to do is just go back to playing that game? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it's that's you right. know, that doesn't happen very often, but I do tend yeah. to pick games that do have a reputation for being good, right? Because <laughs> I play so few and so so right. I do generally find that where you're just like, Man, I would much rather be sitting there with a controller in my hand right now.
0: Dude. I'm telling you, if you guys like Spider Man, you have to play Ghost of Tsushima. That's just that's just straight up it.
2: Well you're you're killing me. My list is getting longer and longer of things I have to try.
0: <laughs> for sure for sure but um yeah that was my watch yeah um,
2: awesome well just why yeah. don't we uh hear about your last week or so what you been up to
0: uh really not
1: much it's actually been fairly boring um i finished the x-men uh like series of films like i i finished i watched i think when we chatted i had watched first class but i hadn't finished the rest of them so i did that um Man, Old Man Logan, such a good movie. It's like probably oh. the best Wolverine movie. And like, it's crazy how like so, origin oh. <laughs> Origin was garbage, <laughs> and then and then the Wolverine was okay, was okay, and then Old Man Logan was just like that was it. You know what I mean? Like that was the the movie of Wolverine, the best best movie of of his. Um, X Men First Class and Days of Future Past, like that combo of those two movies are unbelievable. Yeah. And then you get into apocalypse and, and it was you know what like there's parts that i liked it's just when it went to the stereotypical end battle with the big baddie and the invasion and everything is destruction and it's just when it shifted into that mode that it just felt very very it felt very cookie cutter um and then dark phoenix was just was just awful i feel like they had a lot of problems with that and i think that's oh, dude that's been well known about that production is that it was uh it, there was there were some problems and some reshoots and, and a lot of things and it, and it shows it it definitely shows in in the I movie. I forgot that movie existed. Yeah, exactly. Right. It I was still just so haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was so yeah. underwhelming. Like I, I just like it was boring, so boring. Uh, but after that, I actually dived into uh, uh, X Men: The Animated Series from the early nineties. So now I'm watching, I'm watching that now. (laughs) I have that playing when I'm like doing work and stuff like that, or like just, you know, Oh yeah. From, you know, if it's not, it's not essential, but like I've, I've, I've zoned in on a few episodes. Like they did their own days of future past, which was, you know, very much involved Bishop rather than, you know, uh, this sort of, this idea of the sentinels and trying to change the course, but like it had that same sort of concept to it. Um, and there's obviously different iterations, but you know, like there's things that you could see in the, in like season one, like inspiration for the first movie and maybe even the second movie, you know, again, it's, it's coming from comic history, if you will. So it's, it's kind of probably all connected in some way, but, uh, you know, I think you guys remember in the first episode of, of X-Men, it was like Jubilee was, was on the run and stuff like that. Well, you know, in, in in the movie it was rogue. It's very much the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. um, But yeah, I think it's cool to just, you know, watch some retro cartoons. I might get back into watching Spider-Man after this. Like there is so much new stuff, but I'm just, I don't know. It's feeling like nostalgic and watching like things that with, you know, fresh eyes. You know what I mean? Like a different, different perspective. Because when I was a kid, I didn't necessarily catch everything. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. And I, that's pretty much it. Other uh, the, Yeah, that's it. I, that's, I have nothing. Well, now, to
0: now that I've told you to watch uh, Little Voice, I can't wait to hear what you think of every single episode of that. So that's <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm running. I'm
1: running out <laughs> to see that one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm,
1: that's, that's queued up and ready to go. Uh, Kev, what have you been up to?
2: Um, yeah, I've been a, l- a little busier than you guys. It sounds like um, I finished up Ozark, so finished the third Ooh. season. Um, oh,
0: how'd you think of like? Don't spoil it, obviously, for people. But well, how'd like, you think of that very ending? last moment? Oh
2: yeah, it was so satisfying. That was so great. And like, did, you, did you see it coming? Deep, I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, I didn't. Only because I, you know, had the benefit or, you know, maybe the opposite of the benefit of knowing that, you know, there was a fourth season coming, right? right they right. had made that announcement and everything like that. Like, I'm sure if you were watching it and had no clue whether this was going to be it or whatever, you might, you know, have some doubts and some worries about nah. some of the characters. It was all and there. Whatnot, but it
1: was all there. I, I, I don't believe David. anyone that says that like, Oh yeah. Like I was like totally tense. Like you knew dude. as soon as the, <laughs> no. it just,
0: I totally, it's dude. I just, I honestly, I took it as such a blow to the head. Like it was honestly for me,
2: <laughs> but I honestly think it's, I think it's better than breaking bad. I think it's better than breaking bad personally. Okay. So I just, I'm enjoying it more. I, I, Maybe I, it's I, tough I, to I, say I, what's better, but I like the characters and the, story more than I was ever invested in the characters or the story in breaking bad hmm. not to say that it wasn't good but
1: the acting is really good yeah. but I also like the idea like you know you, I think you said it best last episode it's like Jason Bateman's straight man you know in in this sort of drug world
2: yeah it's 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 very enjoyable he's he's he had me laughing out loud once yeah. or twice an episode for the last season and a half once they really found the tone of his character it was it was quite good so um uh, t- speaking of shows with a with an interesting tone that I certainly wasn't expecting I started uh Killing Eve. Um Ooh, wow. yeah. Uh, and that one is is far uh quirkier than I expected for given what it was about. I mean I didn't know too much about it going in but uh I'm only about 6 episodes into the first season but Uh, almost pleasantly surprised that the the tone is it's it's nice that it's actually a bit lighter than say something like Ozark where it was very heavy every episode you know this one has even though it's dealing with assassins and and stuff like that it's it's got a very quirky tone to it that makes it very fun and Sandra Oh is really really great and and the the main the main villain villain Villeneuve is uh she's wonderful in it so she's definitely worth watching the show for alone so yeah just a just Sarah just kept bugging me and bugging me to watch this show and so I finally said you know what fine I'll, I'll throw it on and see what I thought right. um we watched uh that little the little mini series Unsolved Mysteries uh that show the theme from back in my childhood just haunted me as a kid and so and Sarah loves her murder mysteries and everything like that so we watched a little Netflix revival of Unsolved Mysteries
0: Oh, I was going to say, was it the original 1987 one? No, no, yeah,
2: we watched the the new one. Uh, That's, man, that was just very meh. Oh, yeah? And, you know, the validity of a show is ruined for me when, like, it's like, now we're going to do the alien episode. It's like, oh, God, (laughs) no. (laughs) Do you want my help on solving that mystery? Uh, (laughs) um, um, For sure. And then uh, what else here? Oh, I finished Last of Us oh yeah, so I, I okay. that, so I beat that um you know what, what like I, I really really got into the game I really enjoyed it I thought the ending was a bit flat okay like it, there wasn't this sort of big epic sort of finish to it you know um right. uh, and I thought it was very strange that in the out of the last like three main stages or so six levels you only see yeah. Um, the infected like once you know most of the time you're just dealing with the human characters and whatnot, not and, and there was no right. like big epic last level or boss or anything like that so that was just For a sure. little different you know for sure yeah uh, so i just thought, i was like yeah but i definitely will be playing the second one i'm not sure when it could be Sweet. tomorrow it could be next week but it'll probably be soon it could be next year and i'm gonna be ter- <laughs> i'm gonna be terrified i have a feeling i'm gonna regret going well where are all the infected at the yeah. end of this oh, game dude. <laughs> yeah so
0: yeah dude they um, all show up
2: um so that that should be fun but no can, i really enjoyed that game
0: can I see a quick question Go. about the ending there? Yeah. So spoilers for the ending of The Last of Us. Skip ahead for a couple of seconds if you haven't played it. Uh, do you think that Joel uh, was, was right? Like, do you think he made the right decision in what he did?
2: I mean, what was the point of getting her there if it wasn't to find the cure? And like, you know, I mean, sacrifices are going to have to be made if the world is going to get back on its... You know what I mean. So I'll be interested to see where him lying to her goes in the second game here. Oh yeah. Because something tells me uh, they won't be happy with each other. So because I mean I've done my best to avoid literally anything about the game other than seeing like shots of gameplay. That's really all I know about it. So good. Stay off the Uh, internet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um.
0: Literally, Kevin, don't Google any or don't YouTube anything because literally, if you YouTube the words "the last." You'll see the most, like one of the bigger spoilers right. in the game, which so, I don't.
2: Which, which I think already got spoiled for me from uh, <laughs> right. from our uh, YouTube video there. Oh, true, right? True, true. So, okay, um, but I'm, I don't let that sort of thing bug me or or my enjoyment yeah, of something. I, I, um, you know,
1: talking about that spoiler, I, I, I didn't think of that was really like spoil. I think we knew. I guess, I guess, yes, it's a spoiler for people, but. Like, I, I, think I mean, there were so many rumors.
2: I'm not even, I don't even play the games and I'd heard rumors of that for yeah, exactly. months leading up to the release, yeah, right? right? Before, so. before
1: the game even came out, there were rumors you circulating. Know, but
2: we'll we'll mm-hmm. avoid saying anything though as it is still considered a spoiler. Yeah. But yeah, we all know mm-hmm. what we're talking about and anybody in the know knows what we're talking about. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and that, So yeah, I look forward to... Uh, talking about maybe The Last of Us 2 over uh, Watcha in the upcoming weeks and months, but we'll see. Oh, me too. And then yeah. uh, one last thing. Um, so I had seen clips of it and whatever and just decided I was going to watch it. Uh, the one Zoom to rule them all uh, reunited apart. So where Josh Gad hosted a reunion of all the Lord of the Rings characters. Uh, and it, so it's about an hour long and they just randomly pop in over the time, and you've got Jonathan Reese davies wearing his friggin' helmet and stuff like that. Um, Really? It was a lot of fun. I didn't expect to get, I saw like a five minute clip, and I was like, well, I guess I'm watching the whole thing now. Wow. Um, and then all that did was make me go and start watching Lord of the Rings so I got through uh, two towers today so <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. are you doing
2: the extended are you
0: doing the extended you know what or? I thought
2: I thought they were the extended on Netflix but I guess they're not no. so no okay no. so yeah okay so it's, I only watched six hours of Lord of the Rings over the last oh. couple of days you know not <laughs> the eight. <worst>. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now the question is once I do um, uh, Return of the King. Will I've had my fix, or am I gonna go? you, know, yeah, you will. Throw you the will. Hobbit on in the background. We'll see. I haven't seen them since the theater, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it, they're it, probably you'll probably just bad. enjoy them
0: better in your memories. They're not bad. No, they're they're they're, they're, they're the first one's okay, and then don't watch them. Yeah, it it's was fine.
2: it was yeah. So, um, but no, I, yeah. I watch Lord of the Rings every couple years. So this is probably my nice. seventh time, eighth time watching them, right? So cool. Uh, yeah, any excuse to, to to put it on, I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for what you. Other than sports are back, baby. Sports are back. Yeah. Blue Jays off to a good start so far this season. The Leafs play right. uh, their first playoff game on Sunday. So. Weren't they in a
0: game last night that they That won? was
2: just an exhibition game just to sort of get the okay. guys back on the ice in a game environment. Uh, but they looked all right. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully get some rust off and ready to go on Sunday. Eight o'clock. Let's go. Right, are you? So, are yeah. You- that's exciting. You know, there was, there was a time where uh, it didn't look likely that we were going to get any sports this year and you know yeah other than a few setbacks with you know teams like the miami marlins uh doing things they shouldn't be doing and and breaking sort of protocols and everything people seem to be Genius. taking it seriously and i love uh on the blue jays uh you know after a ho- after a home run they like to high five everybody and so the yeah. gentleman came into the dugout and was doing high fives, and then a player followed him with a bottle of sanitizer, and everybody <laughs> sanitized after they high fived oh, him. You know, so awesome. having fun with that's it cool. and everything. So yeah, yeah that's a lot cool. of it's a lot of fun. Was
0: it was it weird watching these games without audiences? It,
2: it is a little strange. It's hard to get as excited about a home run or anything like right. that. You know, but they pump in the sounds and and try. They, and they do to, the canned audio and stuff. Oh yeah, they've got the canned audio and everything <laughs> like that. So <laughs> I, I so. watched it. <laughs> I want them
0: to mess. I want them to mess up one day and just accidentally get like. The laugh track from like Family Matters you know? or something. Sure, like... sure.
2: Uh, That's awesome. Well, I did like it. The Jays were playing each other in an exhibition game, and I guess the yeah. the, the home they were working like practicing on doing all the sounds from the booth, and so one of the Blue Jays pitcher pitched in a little too close on one of the Blue Jays hitters. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a fun exhibition, and they still put in the booze that you would get normally (laughs) so you know there's been uh, actually quite a few like fun little moments in the the midst of everything coming back so that's cool yeah but uh but i believe that is it so why don't we move into a sort of special edition of our news and trailer segment
0: it's all about the details
2: All right, so moving on to news and trailers, I thought it would be fun to take a look at some of the biggest news to come out of this year's very unique Comic-Con. With everything going on, obviously the event couldn't take place live from San Diego with tens of thousands of people in attendance, so they hosted Comic-Con from home. It was free for anyone that was interested to watch panels, access new trailers for movies and TV, etc. Um, guys, did you have a chance to check this out at all? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I did. Um, I saw it on there was, there, was, there was quite a bit of news. Uh, season 10 of Walking Dead, season 6 of Fear of the Walking Dead, and a new spinoff uh, scheduled to have two seasons were all sort of hyped up. Uh, season 3 of The Boys was announced um, ahead of oh, the yeah. season 2 um, premiere in a month or so. Um, we also got some new footage from season two, which uh, looks like they are just up in the anteys on the craziness and zaniness. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if you have a weak stomach, that might not be <laughs> the the best show for you. <laughs> um, there were some early animations, actually, from Rick and Morty season five, kind of teasing uh, a new villain that we might be getting for for Rick in that season. Um, yeah, good um jurassic park uh jurassic world 3 will apparently feature more animatronics than any previous installment in the franchise so as a fan of practical effects i always like to hear that news um, apparently, there's going to be about 100 different Star Trek shows on the air at once at this rate. <laughs> there's like, there
0: were like how many di- – what were all the different ones? I know there's like two animated ones and then like three spinoffs. Right, and,
2: and, a, and a prequel based oh on a show gosh. that's already only in its second season. I don't know. I mean, I don't really follow the Star Trek stuff. so. But I was like, man, that's a lot of content. We thought Star Wars was pumping out stuff. You was, know?
0: was Discovery that popular that they are like –
2: Let's do it. Picard, Let's open up the card Picard a is game.
0: really popular.
2: Like Picard did love really it. well really? for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So interesting. Uh, huh. I think the, personally, the most enjoyable panel that I watched uh, was with the cast of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, so just a fun little uh, sharing of stories from on the set, from the cast and stuff. So that was that was really mm-hmm. the only panel that I like was like, oh, yeah, I would like have gone to a hall to watch that one specifically mm-hmm. Um, You know, because it was a little odd to not have any real big news from Marvel. Uh, I mean, they sort of I'm not even sure if it was part of the event or if the news just sort of happened to come out around the same time that uh, they've sort of showed their new pushed back schedule for a lot of the movies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Yeah. And then nothing really big from like Disney other than we are delaying all of the releases of our movies. Right. It was a lot of they're they're saving all
0: that stuff. They're saving all that stuff for D twenty three, right? Yes, that's so. true that And then
2: obviously releases our butts in the seats, right? So yeah, D
0: twenty three from home streaming on Disney Plus. Come on, yeah, get, you get so many more people jumping on on the streaming thing. That's, you know? true.
2: that's true. That's very true. Yeah, you could get some Let's subs from that for sure. Um, and, then, and then I think obviously the big the big trailer release was uh, I guess Bill and Ted, um, the full trailer. Yeah. yeah. And now Nate, I bet you haven't seen either of the first two
0: uh it was uh bill and ted was the one is that with uh neo that is 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 with neo yes (laughs) dude honestly i watched the trailer and i was like this looks lame (laughs) like i don't but again granted don't, don't i haven't seen them come at me with your pitchforks
2: i mean i gotta be honest it's The first one is getting a bit old and looks a little dated. Right. But it's also probably still one of the most enjoyable time travel movies you'll ever see. Really? It is such a fun concept and such a fun premise. And while the two characters are so stupid, it it almost screams like a predecessor to Dude, Where's My Car? But they're lovable losers. You really root for these guys. And again, the two adventures they go on, because the second one, given that they had to change up the formula to keep it fresh for a sequel... Yeah, takes it in a whole different direction, but keeps it fun as well. So, I mean, if you're looking for some nostalgic comedies, I I would certainly go out of my way to check those out so that you're on board for the new one in September.
0: Do you think that this new one is going to be more in line with Dumb and Dumberer than it is like going to actually be? Like, do you think it's going to it's it's actually going to be good is what I'm trying to say.
2: (laughs) You know what? I had my doubts until I saw the trailer and it looks like they're almost taking the idea of what happened in the first one to Bill and Ted and their daughters are going to be going on that adventure. And I think I think it does kind of look fun Uh, again as a big fan of the original, too. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, and it's like basically the only new movie we're getting in the next few months. So, you know, you got to get excited about something
0: crazy to me that they're doing uh, both streaming and a theater release. Like, how is that the only movie that has figured this out? Right.
2: You know what I mean? I mean, do they maybe Um, just not really care what the box office revenue is? Maybe, you know, they're volunteering to sort of be a trial run movie to see how it does go and then hope that they can make up for it on on, you know, on demand rentals and stuff like that. Because I would actually be curious to see how, like, something like King of Staten Island did in terms of its rentals, right? Right. Uh, you know, considering they're charging $20 a rental for it, you know, I'm sure they right. made a decent amount of money, so.
0: But it's like, <clears throat> why, couldn't, why, couldn't, why couldn't New Mutants figure this out you know, you know what i mean like so i, I got any to movie catch the, needs
2: to get out and just get out oh, and you get it over with
0: just do it just this just i think let's just the like
2: third comic-con now that they've had footage and unbelievable a panel and, you know. and that honestly the
0: cast like I, I caught that panel and they're so lovely they're such a wonderful group of young actors and actresses that are just like they're killing it and uh and they, so they start off with that panel and they're like, okay, well, we've got a special treat for you. We're going to show an extended trailer. And they show this trailer and it starts off kind of going down the creepy hallway and it shows each date. And it's playing like the, we don't want no something, right over that is, And, uh, and it's, it's, it's showing each trailer date, and then it gets slashed in half. <laughs> and then it shows the next trailer date, and that gets slashed in half. And then there's a bunch of tweets that come up on the screen. It's like, rip, 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 rip. And it's like, where's New Mutants? Like, why isn't it out yet? This is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And then it just goes, coming to theaters, August. And I'm just like, what? Why? Why not? <laughs> Why is that not on Disney Plus? Like, that literally should have been, and it's out now. Now. like
2: Boom. Go watch it right this second. That might have got some serious traction just because, right?
0: I think it'll make less money in the theaters than it would if they put it out for rentals. Yeah. Like, digital streaming rentals. It doesn't have to go to Disney Plus. If they need to, if if for some reason that doesn't work for them... They can, i would happily rent that movie even though the beginning kind of looked a little bit like it's showing its budget but i don't know did you guys catch any of the the trailer or the they showed like the 10 minutes first 10 minutes of it
2: uh or five minutes i, I don't want to watch 10 minutes of a movie because then you know <laughs> right. like that's almost too much for me and
0: right, again yeah, for yeah, a
2: movie yeah. that you've been getting snippets of for three years i'm yeah. just ready to i'm gonna see this thing because my goodness what a what a story <laughs> right um but i don't think you're gonna sell me any more on it by showing me more you know if anything it might be oh look at that you just you you redid dark phoenix and it may and it looks awful now i don't want to see it you know what i mean like it's almost Mm -hmm. less is more in this case i think so right Right. Um,
1: well um in regards to the comment on the theaters uh, i don't know if you guys read as well uh amc has shortened the amount of time that a movie in theater would need to be in theater before it's released, like, for rental and and other places. It's now, like, down to, like, three weeks, um, like, 17 days or something like that. It was, like, three months before. Um, So, wow. So this, like, this, them reaching that agreement means that you will see more movies that will, you know, bite the dust a little early and just hit hit, (laughs) head to rental. Um, But you're right, like, Nate, like, the movies should start to kind of realize that they could... You know especially at this time as things slowly start to open not not necessarily in the u.s but like you know their tenant i think was announced that it's going to be in imax in canada before it's in the states like they're doing like an international. oh thank goodness so like it's <laughs> right. going to be in august right because we're doing are they better. saying august now yeah
0: so it, i thought it was pushed even further yeah. like indefinitely well i, I heard it and, the and
1: then i read online that there was like a global release that was going to be happening uh and then they were delaying the states so, because my wife well, was it, like, "If this movie comes out, are you going to go see it?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, I'll. I, she's like, "So you're just going to sit there and like wear a mask the entire time and like, you know?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, yeah. If I'm going there with the purpose of seeing a movie and I don't have to bring anything or, or buy anything or or just go there, I can I can do it. I can just walk in, sit down, watch this movie, get up, and leave. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, and I think they're still trying to figure out the logistics of it. And I know, uh, you know, like uh, the theaters want a bit more people than they've been mandated to be allowed so far. Not trying to push the limits, but uh, I, I think I read somewhere that the original proposal from the government was they could have 50 people in the theater. And that's the whole building at a time, you know. And so, like, that's it, almost doesn't seem worth it to be open at that point in terms of making money. I think what they need to do is look at extending the hours of the theater because I mean, less people are at work, so you can run some earlier shows. uh, And you stagger the times so you don't have multiple movies worth of people waiting in the line for the concessions, waiting in the concourse. Um, You know, do more shows throughout the day with fewer people in each showing i mean i think there's ways to do it and so it'll just be interesting if they're able to figure out something that's safe and yet still worth it for the theaters yeah that's but i mean how much is popcorn gonna be 30 bucks now you know just oh, so I don't can wanna... why are you buying popcorn who's gonna i buy don't want to eat popcorn I'm from those
0: no that. no <laughs> no i'll take a bottle
2: Corona of water corn.
1: i'm good i'll take a bottle I'm of good. water <laughs> and that's
0: it <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, um, was there anything else from Comic-Con that stood out, guys? Nate, anything yeah. else?
0: Uh, well, so I just wanted... Can I just quickly talk about two trailers that I saw uh, that I thought were pretty cool? Um, which, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen them or anything, but uh, the new uh, trailer for His Dark Materials, Season 2. Did you guys watch any of His Dark Materials? I all? haven't
2: checked that one out
0: yet. No, dude. It's Honestly, it's the... the the story and like the amount that they don't really hold your hand with it is very Game of Thrones esque in the sense that like it 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 doesn't over explain situations. You just kind of have to like go along with it and figure it out as you go along. Um, it's pretty cool. So this one's going to be picking up right where it left off with our main character uh, Lyra, sort of journeying between different realms uh, in the show and. I think the cool thing with this season, or at least what I'm getting from this trailer for those who have watched the the show, is in the original season, like in the first season, it was very much a story about all the characters around Lyra. And in this new season, it's very much going to be like her on the run. So it's just going to really focus in on her. Um, I think it's going to have a little bit like less of a sort of a... The first one was very much around like the... A group of people this is going to just i don't know focus on her and andrew scott is going to be in this one a lot more and i love andrew scott we've talked about yeah, how absolutely. much we love andrew scott absolutely <laughs> so, he's worth
2: tuning into uh, a show for just on his own dude you got to check
0: out if even if you don't watch well no you kind of have to watch the first season to understand what's going on but but watch it it's it's good stuff his dark materials and then the other one um uh kev you mentioned that marvel didn't drop any trailers they did drop a trailer for something that I had no idea was a thing, and I didn't even understand it when I first saw the trailer. I had to kind of watch like an explainer video. But uh, did you guys see the
2: Hellstrom trailer? No, that one slipped under my radar,
0: dude. So Hellstrom is this comic book uh, from Marvel, and it's a it's a very supernatural uh, character. That apparently he's like the son of Satan. <laughs> and this is coming out like I don't know I don't think this is gonna be, I don't know if this is gonna be on Disney Plus or where this I think it's Hulu is where it's coming out too so I don't know if it's gonna work with the overall MCU but it looks interesting to say the least like he's got his sister who uh her name is Anna and in the comics she's known as Santana and she's like a uh she's like a very um sort of in the comics she's like a succubus that like steals people's energy through like their psychic powers but Um, but in, in the show, she's a lot more reserved and realistic. Um, but dude, you got to watch this trailer because at the end of it, there's this woman who's their mom and their mom is the one that had, she made babies with the devil, right? So, uh, if you check out this trailer, like this, she sounds horrifying, like she sounds awful. And, uh, my theory for those who have seen the trailer and when you guys watch it, uh, is that. She is going to, she is actually going to have uh, two personalities. So she's going to be the mom, but I think she's also going to be the dad as well, which is, you know, she's possessed, right? So, dude, you got to check it out. It looks really freaky and it's coming out in October. Uh, Hellstrom. Hellstrom. H E L S T R O M. Right. Uh, It's coming out uh, on Hulu, so we'll have to find a way to watch it. But it's going to be out in October, just in time for the spooky Halloween. Well, there we go. So interesting. Yeah. So they, did anyways, I s- just want to chat those up.
2: They s- they snuck one in there on us, eh? Interesting. Yes. Maybe <laughs> not what anybody expected, but you know,
0: right. Which is why I don't think it was really talked about too much. So you got to you got to check it out. Well, yeah.
1: Right. DC DC pulled out this year, and they're doing like what their their DC Con in August, like their own
0: Warner Brothers Fandom DC. or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, they yeah. they did have the the one panel I think right with. Uh, looking at uh Snyder's cut.
1: No, he just did oh, that. Oh yeah. He just did that.
2: Oh yeah, that was not part of Comic-Con. No,
1: it was he called it Justice Con.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> well, and then the, so like the the apparent uh, reveal of the 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 super the black Superman suit, so Yeah,
1: which he yeah. just did in post apparently cuz he didn't okay. allow him to shoot it and in black cuz they just didn't want it. And right. so he he shot it but he knew he would just change it in post. Okay, he also but... went on the record of saying that he would not Use any yes. of Joss Whedon's footage. He wouldn't use a single
0: frame of anything that Joss Whedon Wh- shot. So that's that's fine. That's crazy. Well, yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be g- very
2: but, interesting,
0: dude. That's gonna change the movie up. He, like I haven't even seen it, but like I know that like how how can you do that? Like wasn't that a lot of that movie was Joss Whedon? Or yeah, it's gonna be different. It's, that's that's it's what's gonna. So it's
2: certainly cool. gonna be uh uh yeah not your typical director's cut where it's just. A, you know, the, a director sort of working on his own piece. We're going to get a different movie now, I think.
0: Which makes me want to watch it. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was like his, his his PR angle or his marketing angle was to do that. But like, that makes me want to watch it.
1: The whole social movement is like a PR thing, right? Like, everyone's yeah. going to see this movie because of the fact that it started as this big, big thing on Twitter. It just blew up. Yeah. And eventually they just gave in and said, hey, okay, let, let him do his cut because enough people actually like there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to check this movie out
2: oh i think so yeah wow cool i think so um but yeah speaking of checking the exclusive no. stuff? No. i bought i
1: bought a, I bought a I... poster from mondo
2: about oh, the star nice. wars yes.
1: i bought the star wars mondo nice. poster it was a timed release they like had so many problems on their site like it was crazy when that when it went live because That poster was up all weekend. It was the one poster that was like you all weekend you had the opportunity to grab. But they had a variant Mm -hmm. of that that was like a metal and it was like a green and red and blue and it was so sick. And I wanted that. But as soon as it went live, it was gone. Like it was literally like I was there waiting, waiting, and then it went live and it was all it just said sold out. And I was like, my Lord. And like that kept happening over the weekend with a lot of their stuff. Funko had a whole bunch of problems. Himself. Oh, Funko
2: had a lot of issues. Yeah. I tried, yeah. I
1: tried to grab some stuff and then I just gave up. Um, I feel like I'll just, I'll, I'll probably look to see if, if they either offer them for resale, like for, for like putting them back up. Cause apparently that's something that's already happening. Like Barnes and Nobles yeah. are going back up. A uh, hot topic. I think are, um, Dude,
0: the only, the only, exclusive that I wanted and it was impossible to get like it literally sold out in minutes I hope they do a restock but Entertainment Earth made a Dennis Nedry uh, figure that that comes in a Barbasol shaving can oh that's cool th- that when you when you turn it around it reveals him in like a little window in the back and it goes uh-uh you didn't say the magic oh, words oh boy i want and, that oh. oh it's so cool looking <laughs> and it's just like it's just him in his like frumpy shirt carrying his bag and he's got his pie and he's got a little barbasol can dude i wanted it so bad that's the only thing uh so i hope entertainment earth puts that back out yeah, on the site
2: because i would love that for my collection <sighs> Ooh, interesting it's so dope interesting yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it does sound like a lot of people were disappointed. Uh, you know, it even it even uh, broke out into some fights that I saw in different uh, chats and everything on Facebook. But uh, speaking of fights, <laughs> I think we should move into our topic of the show and uh, get to movie combat. What do we say, boys? Are we ready to uh, nice. ready to uh, lose a friendship here?
0: Oh dude. <laughs> I, I don't know who's gonna give up on who for friendship, but we'll we'll figure this <laughs> we'll, out. We'll
2: see, we'll see. All right, let's jump yeah. into it. Let's do it. it's time to pit two dear friends against each other in our latest edition of Movie Combat. The Disney era of Star Wars has been met with equal parts praise and criticism from fans and critics alike. The Skywalker saga ended with a trilogy of movies that divided the fan base immensely. But that's not what we're here to discuss. No, today we're here to debate the merits of the other two Disney era Star Wars films. Of course, I'm talking about the prequel films Rogue One and Solo. As a judge, it will be my job to remain as impartial as possible. Given that I enjoyed both films quite a bit, I will be going into the fight neutral towards both movies, without a clear favorite. Fighting in the red corner today, and hoping to have a better fate than every single character in his movie, we will have Nate, who's fighting in support of Rogue One. And in the blue corner, the forces force with me. <laughs> and in the blue corner, hoping to last longer than twelve parsecs, we will have J Law fighting in support of Solo. Yo who this milker
1: out? is going down bro. There we go. All
2: right, the trash talk begins already. I love it. Who will come out on top and who will wish they would arranged to have a CGI version of themselves take the fight instead?
0: <laughs> good, Dude. good. I one. bet I bet Justin wishes he could last more than 12 par seconds. Oh. All right.
2: Oh. Oh, I, t- I told now you now this
0: you're
1: is low blow ugly, low folks. trash talk. Okay. It. All right. All right. Let's go, teeter-tot. Now, Let's see just, what you to, got. Uh,
2: <laughs> just to uh, bring uh, the rules into, par- uh, into play here, uh, we'll, we, we, we will begin with an opening round, sell it, where both competitors will have three uninterrupted minutes to defend their films. Round two will feature a back-and-forth, no-holds-bar, free-for-all. Trash it. Anything goes. And finally, round three will give both competitors a chance to summarize their thoughts for one last argument in favor of their film. After which, I will determine which competitor presented the best arguments. The winner will not necessarily be which film I think is better, but which film was better fought for. Okay. Before we start, maybe a little look at the tail of the tape. Rogue One received a 7.8 audience score on IMDb. It received a 65 Metacritic score, an 84 Rotten Tomatoes score, mm-hmm, brought in mm-hmm. $530 million domestically and 1.056 billion worldwide yes, solo yes. received a 6.9 fan score on imdb a 62 so very close to rogue one's metacritic score a 70 percent rotten Tomatoes score so it was certified certified fresh but struggled there. at the bof, box office bringing in just 213 million domestically and 392 internationally you, you can
1: thank ryan johnson for that
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, your other, oh, your I, other favorite we're movie. are talking about? We're your not, other favorite movie, you moosh milker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, I'm not sure how that might play into the arguments, but I thought it was interesting to no, note before that's, we got started. Valid.
0: That's valid. It is good to know which one, you know, the general audience thinks is the worst and also which one made the least money. So that's great to know. Okay. Get going.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. Two arguments,
1: two arguments that are off of Nate's uh, list already.
2: Okay. There get going. Go. Get, going. Go. get going. Get going. All right. Fighting first out of the red corner. Nate, sell it.
0: I'm one with the force, the force is with me. All right, listen, Kevin. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was released in 2016, directed by good old Gareth Edwards. This movie is a love letter to Star Wars fans. Let's be honest, it's the most Star Wars, Star Wars. And it's a fantastic exploration of what most people would overlook in some text flying up the screen at the beginning of A New Hope. It has no right to be as great as it is with characters that by the end of the film you know, you're you're rooting for you, you want you you know, even though you know you're end they're ending, you really want to see these characters through characters that Disney believes so much in that they're making more stories with them. This movie has the perfect blend of new Star Wars storytelling and old Star Wars visuals. It shows both sides of the war, giving us uh, you know both the good and the bad. We're seeing the war, you know, that in war there's really no good or bad guys, but rather two opposing forces fighting for what they believe in, and uh, you know, or what they're manipulated to believe in. So you know, in a sense, these themes and these characters these are the richest themes and characters that we've seen in most of the saga uh, or Sega depending on how you want to pronounce it now highlights include small dialogue moments uh like when Jin shoots uh you know an imperial K2 droid and k2so says did you know that wasn't me uh or you know when sagarera's military group captures uh, our heroes and they put a bag on Chirrut's head and he goes are you serious I'm blind and it's just it's fantastic, all right? Um, you know, we also have incredibly huge moments, like the escape off the planet uh, after the entire Jetta City is blown up. Like, we haven't ever gotten to see the Death Star used in that way. Uh, or, you know, what about the moment when the Hammerhead ship headbutts that Imperial Star Cruiser into the other one, you know, breaking open that shield? Unbelievable moments that we haven't seen in any other Star Wars. And, and don't even get me started on that incredible horror movie scene with Darth Vader in that hallway. I mean, Kevin, come on. Did you? How, does that not still haunt your dreams?
2: Coming out strong with a lot of really good points there in the first round. Uh, helping me recall a lot of the things that made the movie good. That was well done. Justin, it is now your turn right. to to defend the movie about the galaxy's greatest rogue character.
0: The movie that nobody needed. Go
2: ahead.
1: (laughs) Says Rogue One. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. anyways, let's get to this. Solo, a Star Wars story written by Lawrence Kasdan and Jonathan Kasdan and directed by Ron Howard is a spin-off film of the adventures of Han Solo prior to the events of the original trilogy. And while some of what we see and learn isn't overly mesmerizing we do see a young scoundrel earn his ranks and become one of the best pilots in the galaxy while also seeing parts of his life that effectively influenced his character one scene that really stood out to me was when Chewie and han met for the first time you had such a fun charismatic very natural feeling moment and you laughed you had fun with it and i think that in itself was very symbolic to the sort of star wars nature of the story Speaking of the cast, you know Chewie was actually very integral to the story of the film, which is in some ways different from how he's commonly seen in, in the other films. And while Aaron Reich wasn't didn't nail the voice of Han Solo, he nailed the mannerisms, the personality. He had that sort of cockiness to him that was just it. It, it just leaped off of the screen and into you, and it was it was fun. It made it so much more enjoyable. Overall, most of the characters were enjoyable. Some were memorable, and some were not. But they all, in some way, affected the storyline. Woody Harrelson as the mentor Beckett, Johnny Favs as the Ardinian creature Rio. You got Childish Gambino or Don- Dan- Donald Glover doing an okay job as Lando, still fun and charismatic, capturing that young persona of him, of, uh, of of that character. Amelia Clark as as badass love interest to, to Han Solo and. I'll give you this, Paul Bettany playing a very forgettable villain. Um, Again, not gold, but these were all characters that in some way contributed to the story and to the story of Han Solo. And speaking of story, we got Lawrence Kasdan behind it. Lawrence Kasdan, king of Star Wars, who knows what makes Star Wars. This is why this film feels so immensely Star Wars, because it has a sense of adventure behind it. And that is Solo, a Star Wars story.
2: Oh, boys, this is not going to be easy. I like it. I like it. Already, already coming with the big stuff. Already getting me going. Mm -hmm -hmm. Very, very back and forth first round there. I thought lots of excellent points were brought up. Now, I would like to move into round two. This is, again, an open mic forum. Try not to talk over each other, but a nice back and forth here is what we're looking for. Gentlemen, it's time to trash it.
0: Listen, I'm going to take this one here because... um you know, you mentioned all these uh, wonderful characters, Justin, but obviously they were forgettable because you totally forgot one. And so, you know, going into this and looking at Solo, it was okay. You forgot Val. That's all right. It's fine. Most of the characters in that movie forgot Val three seconds after she died. Uh Um, Because in the words of CEO Bob Iger, it was too much, too fast. Uh, You know, there he's speaking about Star Wars in general releases. But it really plays to this movie. It, this movie underperforms so bad that a company that it, you know, that loves money decided that it was going to make less money because it was going to stop making these movies. It was like a bad roller coaster. It was too long, there were too many turns and by the end of it, I just wanted to get off.
1: Sure, that's fair. Uh, I would also argue though that looking at Rogue One's pacing in itself, the film reads as a struggle in the sense that its pacing is a total mess. Within the first 10 or 15 minutes you're shifted around so much into different planets and then you settle into a story and it's so boring it's literally so boring up until you get they get to the idea of okay we gotta get to Scarif to get the plans and then it starts to accelerate the movie is such a dry heave for the entire portion that you know you're taking like two sentences in a crawl and you're trying to make a full film, it shows that they struggled with telling a story. And you brought up a quintessential moment, the Darth Vader scene, absolutely great, which was added after the fact. It was at, wasn't even originally intended for the film. It saved that movie. It literally saved that movie and brought in the Star Wars element. So we can talk about production woes all we can because we know that that movie, your movie, was sixty percent shot with forty percent
0: reshoots. Yeah, we're talking about the movie itself, though, not the reshoots, not the production. Look, ultimately, there were too many cool ideas crammed. There were too many cool ideas crammed into two hours of Solo: A Star Wars Story. You want to see? A young Han and Kira live in the slums of Coruscant amongst an evil crime syndicate led by a giant slug monster? Cool, here's 10 minutes of that. What about an incredible perspective where we can see Han Solo as an imperial trooper in the army? That sounds awesome, right? Oh, cool, we're gonna skip three years of that and show you the last five minutes of that. Uh, You want an awesome ragtag group of smugglers? Cool, they're dead and our main characters won't really mind. And it, it doesn't, it just, there were so many. Uh, so many story decisions that were thrown in there as if they literally grabbed a bunch of stuff that they thought, that could be a Han Solo thing, threw it against a wall, and let it fall into a bowl of what that movie was.
1: Fair, very fair. I I think, though, that the other thing that stands out to me as being a real tragic point in in Rogue One is leaning on an actor who was dead and recreating him in CGI and leveraging him for probably 30% of this movie when every time you watched it, It just took you out. Sure, the performances was good, and and, and I would have much rather seen this actor with prosthetics rather than a CGI version that just reminded me I'm watching a movie and this person is actually dead, right? So apart from that, though, I I also think that it's safe to say this movie shows in itself that it is worthless and meaningless to the canon of Star Wars because it devalues a new hope. In A New Hope, we have the adventure of Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewie going and and getting these these blueprints back to the Rebellion, and the Rebellion discovering the Achilles heels to the the Death Star. And the Empire doesn't anticipate that they would have enough power to actually bring their Death Star down, and inevitably, they do. This movie just kind of shows that that whole story in A New Hope was meaningless. The real heroes are actually these heroes— That, uh, you know, sacrificed themselves, I guess you could say. And, you know, we got introduced some really cool aspects of these characters and all of them just wiped clean slate at the end. Really, at the end of the day, Luke, Han and Leia, it wasn't their mission. They just contributed to a bigger mission. And oh, the Achilles heels that was perceived as something that the Rebellion discovered amongst these blueprints? No. It was actually put there by the guy who was, who was an engineer who felt bad for what he was doing, but he wanted to give give the Rebellion some hope. Come on. you just it, That's the, fantastic. the movie itself devalues a new hope in the story you wanna, that it does. Wanna talk
0: about, you want to talk about devaluing things? Don't get me wrong. The portrayals of Han, Chewie, and of course Lando were way better than anyone expected them to be. I just wish you could say the same about the dialogue in this film, in Solo, A Star Wars Story. You, you, know, you know, do you want to know where Han Solo got his name? Do You want to know? Yeah, it was because he was traveling alone. Uh, mm. And an Imperial officer that thought he was funnier than this movie. Spoiler alert, he almost was. Some of the laziest running uh, writing that I've ever seen in these movies. Like, okay, did can we... Hey, okay, Dryden Voss really doesn't want anyone for, you know, to be able to track back to him. So what does he do? What does he do? He sends his second in command with them. Why? Because a love story. That's why. Like, it It, it honestly, or, or what about this? What about a droid that's, you know, it's a sassy droid. Cool. Every Star Wars movie needs a sassy droid. And then... She you know she represents freedom, she leads a droid revolution, so then, what do they do to sure. save her life? They enslave her sure. in the millennium Falcon forever, sure, like Okay. This is, these are just decisions that are made okay. by someone just sort of being right. like, "Yeah, okay, sure, okay, do that." Yeah,
1: no, I totally Brutal. agree. Brutal. I, you, you've, you called out some really like some weak plot points in, in Solo, and I'm not I'm not <laughs> necessarily saying that Solo is the best movie. I'm saying it's better than Rogue One because it didn't devalue it. At least look, prequels and 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 the whole idea of a prequel is the journey. We know what the ending is. We know that it's Han and the ship. We know that it's it's you know uh uh the, the the rebels get the plans to out and blah 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 you know we know where it goes right but with solo at least it was an adventure and rogue one was all about the ending it was just about the ending we knew about the ending you know what I mean and the the journey to it it wasn't as much about the journey as it much as as it was about them dying dying yeah, I, I don't know I, I just think I guess... that I just think that in itself the movie shows that it really served no purpose and I think them injecting Darth Vader was them saying we need to put something
0: Star Wars in this. I honestly think that the I, I just think the same can be said for Solo I, in the sense of of the fact that you know what Disney actually does want to make more. They didn't devalue the characters with these characters. They still want to make more stories with these characters. It did devalue Solo. Like just I'm sorry, but I I I I, I too get really upset with people, with fans that are like, this is not my Han Solo, sure, whatever, they can write the story they want to write for them. But it's still pretty upsetting when you see these decisions made in terms of where Solo got his name or decisions made around his backstory or or really lack there of it. And honestly, Han Solo had so much potential, but it failed because simply based off of time, it, they just couldn't cram that much into that movie, and what should have been, uh, you know, a series on Disney Plus, honestly, is just a bad movie, and it ranks so low on my list of Star Wars movies.
2: Okay, well, let's. Speaking of bad jokes, why don't we finish on one for round two, uh, boys? I'll let you go a little longer than we originally planned because that That's was fine. an excellent back and forth. Uh, I thought you guys. Played off each other really, really, really well there. That was good. You did fired get fired up. Yeah, up. I'm
1: shaking, bro. I'm shaking. I want to leap through this <laughs> screen and rip your head off.
2: <laughs>
0: Dude, I got all the lightsabers right at my feet right now. Let's go.
2: Bring it home. All right. I'll let, I'll let Nate uh, go first there.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so listen, again, I will reiterate a little bit. Han Solo was an okay movie. It it had a ton of potential to be something great. And it, it should be a Disney Plus series. I would watch it. If they said, we're going to keep this story going and we're going to achieve some of these narratives to a greater scale, I would totally watch that. Alden Ehrenreich was great. Like these, it was a great cast, but the writing was just so haphazard and so fast and so just everywhere. That I you honestly blink and you're you're in a completely different time zone on a completely different planet. It did not follow a structure at all. Ultimately, with Rogue One, we have a movie that sets its very specific goals and attempts and masterfully achieves telling a fantastic story pulled from a few lines of text. It does this with only one misstep that I thought you would highlight, Justin. I thought you were gonna bring up that boar gullet. But I w- listen, I'm going I'm to jump on the saber. I'm going to jump on the saber myself and bring up the one misstep that I think that Rogue One made. But I'm telling you, Judge Kevin, the writer, who I can only imagine appreciates the fantastic writing in this film as much as I do, that no matter what decision you make, when it comes to the battle between these two films, Rogue One.
2: Oh, <laughs> All righty. Closing off well there. Just okay two or three minutes here to okay. uh, bring it home
1: all right you know what at the end of the day Kev you said it best prequels are entirely unnecessary because we know what's going to happen and if anything both of these films in some way or another prove that spin-offs and prequels are completely unnecessary however in the case of solo while not everything might be perfect And as Nate has already called out, much of it is true in terms of some of the narrative structures and poor writing and, you know, characters that could be forgettable. Very true. But at least there was a sense of adventure to the story. At least you had fun. At least there was more humor. This was not something where the ending was the focus. The journey was what we were more intrigued to see. Yeah, you know, the 12 parsecs through the through the Kessel Run was, was a little leh. His name was given to him, as Nate was saying. His blaster is literally just tossed to him. It's the idea of how we think some of these things could have happened that makes it far more interesting. But I have to say, Lawrence Kasdan stepping in, who pretty much defined two of the best Star Wars films as a writer, writing a prequels for a character that I think me- means a lot to him, it showed in the writing and in the adventure that he took Han Solo on to get him to where he wanted to get him. When you think of something like Rogue One, it devalued A New Hope. It undermined an existing story. It took two lines out of a crawl and decided to stretch it to what I think is actually probably a 45-minute movie of actual entertainment because everything else is a little... It's it's boring. You got some rush moments. You got some... Very, very interesting characters introduced and not necessarily explored. At the end of the day, we just watch them to die. Whereas, at least with Solo, we watch them to live.
2: Okay, sorry. I hope I didn't uh, rush you there, Just. I just didn't want you to have too much of an advantage of too much time at the end there. So I just wanted you to to sort of wrap it up, which you did. So I appreciate that. I gotta say, that was a very, very back and forth fight here, gentlemen. That was that was well done. I'm um, I'm I'm a, I'm a little.
0: I uh, just I know Justin what you were doing near the end there you were playing to to Kevin's. Tr- Anyways, go ahead, Kevin. You you make what? I, uh, but it's uh, you've I, been,
2: you know you may, maybe don't want to make assumptions about uh, the person judging you here. Or there, Nate. <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Kevin.
0: I'm so sorry. Please, you're the best writer we've ever had. Oh, uh, boy. You're the only writer.
2: Um, I got to say, you started off really hot out of the gate, Nate. You were really really um, specific at. Highlighting things that you enjoyed about Rogue One and made me remember elements of the movie that I really enjoyed myself. And so I thought for the first round of sort of selling your movie, you did a wonderful job. And then I think Justin sort of bounced back really, really nicely in the second round. Uh, there's a couple things I never really considered about. Uh, elements of Rogue One in terms of how it may devalue a little bit of what goes on in New Hope. I thought that was a kind of a a fun uh, take on people's issues with Rogue One that I'd never really thought about. Tarkin being in it as much as he was and not being executed as well as he should have been. That was a really weak point. So in terms of Trash It, I think Justin's definitely gonna have to get that round. And so I want to take all of your elements, not just your final rounds, but everything sort of combined to sort of give the, the winner here. Um, I think there's some interesting points. Um, again, I think you guys did a better job of trashing the other movie than you did selling your own throughout the, uh, which is kind of the point, right? We're in a fight here, not a... Uh, Um, I mean, to say the Vader scene saved the movie, that is interesting. That is what you were sort of talking about as you left the theater after seeing that. Um, Then to say that in Solo, there was just too much going on to really focus on any of the characters and what they were doing to make those things important. So both really good points against each other there. Um, I I think where this was lost was when one of you said... I don't think it's a bad movie. I like the characters and would watch them in other things. Um, I think that's what I'm going to have to go for as the the sort of losing point. So my final conclusion here is that Nate fought J Law, but J Law won. Moose Uh it was, That was tight, man. That was tight. That was tight. I
0: I just don't understand because it. it you know, I'm sorry, Kevin. What, what? What? Are we getting more stories confirmed of Han Solo? No, we're getting more stories of Cassian Andor. Oh yeah, but oh um, my
2: favorite kind, prequel stories to a prequel. Kevin, <laughs> you do know me a favor what though. To the character.
0: Kevin, do do me a favor. Justin, Justin, please name all the characters in uh, Solo. Please name all the characters. Name what was the Ardinian name? What was his name? Right? What was what was uh, what was what were the what was the name of the the subgroup of? Of uh tribal warriors okay. that are in them. You okay. don't remember because you don't have time to soak in those characters.
2: But well it was a solo movie though, to be fair. And you said that the character playing solo did it well. I mean, I don't think those other I was characters to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well then that was your that was your mistake uh, then. Maybe you tried too hard to be nice. But um
1: I, I think I think it. it goes without saying though, like both of these movies Are fairly mediocre. But I do stand by what I mean when I say that at least there's an adventure and and at least an idea of trying to build something to the character sure you know Val you're right I, I missed Val I actually liked her in, in, the, in the in the in the thing but she was she, she was, was one under, of the better characters yeah, yeah she, but like again I, and this is my problem with this whole Star Wars prequel world is like you're introducing characters and killing them off and it's like you know Beckett Val like that's gonna be a comic book series or uh, Kev do you know the two Asian characters name from Rogue One
2: I'm terrible with, with character oh, names. Oh, see, see, for, name? For he doesn't part. know
1: their names either because they were forgettable, yeah. right? And like a spinoff series of friggin', what's his name? Cassian. The best part of that series is going to be K2SO, right? And I'd rather just see a show about him than right. Cassian and him. Because Cassian yeah. sucked. He was horrible. I would have not have casted I, that guy. He, I, thought, he, I thought.
2: I didn't gravitate towards him as like a lead that no. much, I don't think. I felt like the. The ability to add
0: characters that are dynamic in the sense that you know they are good, they are evil, or you know Here, they do have they do they are attuned to the force, but they're not uh, Jedi. You know, like finding these ways to kind of include these characters that are sure. very two sided in that way, no, and I don't think Solo had any characters that had anywhere near as much depth. I I would as, I would say though that Rogue you One. had
1: fun though, and I think at the end of the day, when you think about a Star Wars movie, it's not a heist. with yeah. the suicide mission I, at the end, it's a, it's an adventure.
0: Yeah. But like, just to speak to the writing, just really quick, I'm I, listen. Congratulations, Justin. I'm not gonna, I don't want to like keep this going forever and ever because I could. Um, but uh, just to kind of quickly touch upon just the writing. At least Rogue One was a consolidated single story that was, you know, for the most part, they had enjoyable moments, had a, a group of characters that actually had a lot of depth. The storyline was paced from beginning it to went end. Nowhere and they went and, nowhere. And it, but it did. It 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 literally fixed an issue that happens, like the, okay. the main we... problem in the Star Wars saga. Like it literally fixed it. I...
2: I see I but I don't even know if it did I like I liked the idea better that it was just some random shaft that somebody smart figured out might cause a serious problem rather than it being this elaborate booby trap that was placed there all along and what sort of you know i'm gonna do right um, by my
1: stardust and i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put a hole here and they're, they're gonna find it and they're gonna blow it up you know what i mean like it's dude,
2: just that it. guy was it's, it uh, still needs somebody job. with the force to be able to execute sure. his Absolutely. very difficult plan you know right. Like, right, right. yeah I it wasn't the best secret little plot against the mm. empire that could have been done and it I, almost led to a lot of people dying
1: i i like though that you at the beginning though you you called out like the uh the, the stats, right? Because, you know, you mentioned the quote from Bob Iger and yes, it was in reaction to the fact that, you know, within six months of The Last Jedi, you know, leaving theaters, Han Solo is now entering, you know, Solo, a Star Wars story, is entering and it's really like oversaturated. That that was their first thing. And 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 The Last Jedi left fans very de- decisive and I think hesitant to want to see this movie. It scraped by 100%, but I think what hurt this movie was just oversaturation of Star Wars. Not that it was like a bad movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that I like, the, not I enough people- I think the whole are...
0: movie is oversaturated. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. We Sorry. can go back and forth I'm, I'm for salty. A while. I'm salty. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he, Honestly, I know. Congratulations, like, Justin. That
2: really could have gone either way, guys. It really could have gone I just felt like we,
0: we could have completed the trifecta here- and now, you know what? I'm the only one without a movie combat win on this podcast. All right, well but that's then that okay. means you know
1: what that means though. The next next one that Just you do to come back. you gotta be in it. So it might be Even you and Kevin against again, another another round.
0: Oh man, go up against Kevin again. I'm a little afraid, but we can figure it <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> I'll be nicer next time, I promise.
0: <clears throat> well, listen, um, I mean, definitely write in. Let Justin know he was wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or Justin, you can let Nate King.
1: know. You can let Nate know <laughs> that Rogue One is a real, like, unnecessary film. And you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That is wearegeekcentric at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, make sure you use the, the
0: tagline Rogue One is better. Okay, go ahead.
2: There we go. Um, and guys, if you enjoyed this episode or have an issue, um, again, write into us. But uh, as always, please, please, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Throw some stars our way uh we'll be forever grateful uh and uh i guess let's wrap her up we are geek centric and you can be too which means you can also check us out on youtube at youtube.com geekcentric uh our latest video featuring a lovely gift from yumi toys went live last week um anyone listening that would like to see us give our spin on fun boxing videos with their products please don't hesitate to reach out uh Please help us out. Make sure to recommend uh, not just this podcast, but the YouTube channel to friends, family, and even strangers on the street, as long as you do it while safely social distancing. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at GeekCentricYT and follow us on Instagram at WeareGeekCentric. And don't forget, Nate, we're still doing uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, bud.
0: Tuesdays and Thursdays. Absolutely. Uh, We are going to be continuing doing some Ghost of Tsushima streams. Um, I'm looking at some other games as well right now. Um, Coming up... Uh, a little bit later uh, in August, the beta for uh, the new Avengers game by Square Enix is going to be dropping. I, I do have... I am uh, going to be in the beta, um, so I'll be streaming videos of myself, uh, you know, kicking butt as as Iron Man or or um, Kamala Khan, so definitely check that out. And, uh, yeah, and I've also been getting uh, a little bit more into the Instagram game myself. If you check me out, nate.playsgames on Instagram. Um, I've been trying to post some retro video game stuff and some some pictures of, of some pieces from my collection so uh definitely check that out tuesdays and thursdays at 8 p.m twitch.tv slash nate plays game so
2: yeah guys go say hi hang out watch and play some fun games uh, there's yeah. there's nobody uh, more enjoyable to do that with in my opinion Uh, Justin, Nate, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Hopefully, there are no hard feelings after a very hard-fought match. That was... was, It was was a good
1: battle, though. We had our notes. We were prepared. You frazzled me me after the first round. You frazzled me after the first
0: round. Dude, very (laughs) much like... Like Han Solo, a Star Wars movie. You know, you said it scraped by. I think you did too. So <laughs> oh
2: boy! Well, before, before we get heated sore again, loser. Uh, sore loser, sore loser. Uh, He's butthurt. He's butthurt. <laughs> uh, but until next time, uh, as we always say,
0: uh, Rogue One is better. Love ya.
2: That's debatable. Stay <laughs> home safe. <laughs> Actually,
1: a Star Wars story solo is better, as deemed by Kevin. Peace.